Welcome everyone to Mountain Woman Radio. I am your host, Tammy Treyer, and today is a little bit of a different type of uh, radio podcast. Usually you guys catch me walking out through the wilderness with my dogs and enjoying the scenery and sharing my thoughts. Well, today I have a special guest joining me, um, someone who I have become very good friends with over the years. I found her through her um, children's book that she writes, that she has written, uh, Lost on Hope Island. And uh, that is actually what we are using in our kids corner right now for our Friday reading. So I'm going to introduce to you Patricia Harmon, and you guys can get to know her today instead of listening to me rambling on while I'm walking through the wilderness. So Patricia, welcome to Mountain Woman Radio. Nice to be here. Good to have you. I'm uh, talking to you from West Virginia, wherever your listeners are. Uh, It's not part of Virginia. I think that's a funny joke because people will say, oh, my my sister lives in Richmond. Do you know her? (laughs) West Virginia is actually a different state and it's pretty far away from Richmond. But anyway, that's where I am. Um, And it's a great pleasure to be with you guys. Awesome. Well, why don't you just take the floor and share a little bit about yourself? Because you've had a really awesome and interesting life yourself. Well, um, you know, as I said, I live in West Virginia. Um, I write books. Uh, Mainly they have something to do with a midwife because that's what I am. I retired a few years ago. Um, Just uh, I was getting up at night. I was going through menopause and I was writing down the stories of the patients that I saw that day. And you might think if you have have ever not been to a midwife, but you might think, well, what does she do? She just delivers babies. But in fact, we do all kinds of women's health care, taking care of people who are teens, uh, right up to older ladies who are going through menopause and even past that. But um, it was the year that Dr. Harmon is my husband and I uh, stopped delivering babies um, because of the price of malpractice insurance in West Virginia. And in fact, many uh, physicians uh, that delivered babies had to stop just because it costs so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but financially, you don't know any poor doctors, right? Somehow we tend to make it. Um, <laughs> and we decided that really we were paying more for the insurance than we were making. So it was probably time to stop delivering babies. We still did prenatal care and Tom did infertility and all other kinds of GYN problems. And I did the annual exams and things like that and helped people with menopause, but I was going through it myself and I couldn't sleep. So I would get up at night and think about the patients that I had seen that day. Um, People ask me sometimes, did you always wanna be a writer? And I have to answer, no, I never even thought about it. Um, I took a few classes in college, you know, literature and um, maybe one in poetry or something. And I wrote a few poems, but they probably were mostly bad, except one line that you just go, wow, that's an awesome (laughs) plot or awesome line. But mainly I was just in the office. I didn't have, we have nurses and stuff, but we're all busy and nobody has time to go like, Tammy, I just have to tell you what this woman told me. This is incredible. Her (laughs) husband, blah, blah, blah. And no kidding, she stayed with him, you know. So I didn't have anyone to talk to like that. So I would start writing down the stories just like a narrative. And after a while, I thought, you know, this could be a book. Now, my husband works in the same office, but I have to tell you, and this might be pretty sexist, but 
I think this is true of most guys. He was not interested in the details. What he wanted to know, <laughs> is he going to be okay? Is there something we need to do? But so I, and I have three sons, right? So they were kind of like that too. They wouldn't want to hear mom's great story about this <laughs> teenager who was pregnant and what was going to happen next or something like that. Right. So I started writing books. I mean, they weren't going to be books. It was just, I was writing the stories. And after a while I felt, you know, this could be a book. Um, and I think women would be interested <laughs> because we're interested in each other and we learn from each other. Mm. So I began to put it together as if it might be a book. And at first I wrote it actually, I thought, okay, if I make it fiction, it would be kind of like in the beginning of the books, it always says any uh, relations to person, place and thing is purely coincidental. You know how they always say that? Right. Well, I thought, okay, I could make, you know, me would be Nancy instead of Patsy. Uh, right. And I've changed people's names and um, made it in a different locale and that kind of thing. but. Somebody I consulted with told me, and if there's any potential writers out there, they said, if it's really basically true, you would be better off to make it narrative, nonfiction than fiction, because there's so many people that want to get to want to write a novel and it's just hard to get published. So I did that and about a year later, I was able to find an agent and um, they helped me get a publisher. So that was my first book and it's called The Blue Cotton Gown and it refers to the little thing you have to wear in the gynecology office <laughs> that makes you feel naked because you really are <laughs> naked. Right. Uh, some of them are paper uh, nowadays, but ours were always right. cotton. And uh, I felt like it was worth the expense to um, you know, pay for cotton and then have to have them laundered. But anyway, that was my first book. And then I wrote another memoir that goes back to the days when uh, my husband, Tom, and I used to live much like Tammy does. And maybe like some of you also do, trying to uh, live in a self-sufficient, um, sustainable way. And this was many, many years ago. And one of my sons is an organic farmer now. Um, honest to God, I swear he thinks he invented all these ideas. You know, <laughs> that, that, No, your dad and I were doing that You know, before you were born. <laughs> but we built our own log houses and we had to carry our water and, um, you know, grew our own food and started orchards and things like that. So now um, I'm a doctor's wife, nothing I intended to do. I, uh, and really, I became a midwife and Tom started going to deliveries with me and took an EMT class. So he was a volunteer EMT in this rural area. And then he would drive with me to the births and basically hung around with the dad. I mean, he didn't really come in on the births. We never really did have an emergency. And part of the reason for that, I think, is I was very selective about who could have a home birth. And sometimes the people were just as nice as could be, but maybe she had high blood pressure or something. And mm -hmm. it just was not worth taking a chance with the or the baby. And just if you aren't familiar with home birth, um, the, re the research does say that with the low risk mother, and baby, it's as safe or safer than the hospital and your chance of having a C-section is much less. Now, we were lucky maybe, I don't know, but we had a few transfers and maybe out of a hundred births, we had uh, one C-section and it was not an emergency. It was failure to progress and probably the baby was in a bad position or something like that. Okay. So I worked as a midwife and then I started writing books and then I thought, 
hmm, I think I could write a novel. And this was uh, about 10 years ago or a little less. Remember when we went through the first small depression? <laughs> I guess mm -hmm. what they call it, recession. I'm not sure what they call it, but um, that was in 2008. And I thought, I think people could relate to the Great Depression because we're knowing people who are losing their houses or losing their jobs or having, you know, big financial hardships. And so I wrote a book set in 1929, uh, the day that uh, Wall Street crashed. And it's about a, a midwife, uh, fictional, although I talk about her like she's real. And my husband has to remind me, Patsy, you made her up. You know that. <laughs> I like, think she's oh, real. And all those other people really did live, at least in my mind. And maybe now in your mind, Tammy. Yes. <laughs> so, um, that's my story, I guess. Um, and do you have any questions, Tammy? Anything I'm? I just, I just want to share that I love your materials. Like I, I mentioned, I found you through Lost on Hope Island, and I progressed on that. And it's Lost on Hope Island. It's the amazing tale of little goat midwives. And that, there we go. She's showing me the cover. I love it. And she's going to be reading to my uh, kid corner this afternoon as well, and reading some chapters out of book number two. But I got hooked on that book. It's a kid's book, but I got drawn into that book so intensely. And I and it's also, you know, it's on preparedness. It's surviving on an island. And, you know, it just has so many aspects of preparedness in there. I was really excited to be able to share that with the kids. And then as I'm doing this with the kids, I started reading her series that she was just talking about and started with the um the midwife of Hope River. And I just got so drawn into it. And, you know, I had, I, both of my babies were born in the hospital, but I'll tell you what, after reading her books, I was so wishing that I had had home births because there's just so, something so very special about that. And, you know, a lot of the people I know were born in their, in their homes. And there's just something very I can't help but think of another word, but romantic about that in that you have that very personal setting to, to have your babies and to have your family together and reading her books. It's so cool. Like she said, I'm, I'm dying to write fiction and I'm, I'm trying to formulate all these characters in my head and, and through my author friends, it's so funny listening to them talking about their characters as if they are, friends and I totally get how that happens because you start forming these characters and you basically form a relationship with them as they're like taking off on the page but there was so many things in your book that drew me in I love the time and the era the setting you know it, my husband and I always say we're we were born 100 or 200 years too late and would have just fit in so well in those earlier eras and so reading through that, how they were on horse and buggy and the different experiences they had to work through and the fact that hospitals were so far away and so hard to get to, you know, so they had to do it that way. So it was just really, it really drew me in. So I'm on book number three now and thoroughly enjoying the characters, uh, thoroughly enjoying the setting and um, just some of the bursts, the one that sticks out and I can't remember their name, but when they were, the couple that was dancing Instead of going through uh, anguish and pain while she was uh, going into contraction, she, would, she and her husband would dance through the living room. 
And it was just really, it's just really funny. I mean, everybody does things different. Everybody has different ways of handling things. So it just added, there's lots of humor, lots of, it's just a very, very good book. Very, very well written. And I, I can't thank you enough because I greatly enjoy being taken away into other places, but also places that I can relate to in some ways. So it was very well written and I highly recommend your books to everybody I come in contact with. <laughs> well, it's interesting because um, somebody said, who knows me said, so is that character, that midwife, is that you? And I'm like, well, I try to make her not me. Um, she comes from up near Chicago. Um, you know, it's a time before I was even born. Um, and, and she's small and wears wire rim glasses and I'm, quite tall. Um, and so, but then I sort of smiled and thought to myself, yeah, but the words that come out of her mouth are, are that's me. That's me talking. That's what I would say if I were her. Um, and I'll just tell you, Tammy, thank you for your, your nice words about the books, but I'll just tell your, your listeners that the nicest review I ever got was written on a little yellow sticky, like you have in an office and it was by a patient and it said, I laughed, I cried, I was inspired. And I thought, isn't that what we want in a book? Yep. I mean, laugh yep. and to cry, you know, not to sob or, you know, not to feel bad when the book is over or anything. And that's the other thing that I think is interesting. When you sell your book to a publisher, and I have some of my books are, are independently or self-published, but most of them are with a, a larger press. But when you sell your books, it's their book and my publisher is super nice and always consults me, but I kept coming up with titles for the book that they didn't like. And they wanted midwife to be in there because they thought it would help sell. Okay. And mine, I think was sound of the heart, which I thought was very poetic, kind of cool. Cause she's always listening to baby's hearts and that kind right. of thing. But in the end, I think my editor picked the midwife of Hope River, because the Hope River Valley uh, figures in, you know, it's the region of West Virginia, where this book supposed the story supposedly happened. But and afterwards, and I thought, okay, that's all right, I guess it's not very poetic. But now I really like it, because it's about hope. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what ties all my books together is, mm -hmm. no matter how dark the times may be, there is always hope. So yeah. I I don't know if that's a good place to stop for your, your well, uh, listeners or not. Well, it was, then that's exactly it. Because in the book, there's so many ups and downs and different things they had to experience. So it was, and you shine through it so much. You have, uh, it's funny because I kind of, as I'm reading the book, I picture you because you have just such a unique character about you and knowing the things you've done in your past, it just kind of, it was just kind of fun for me because I have, I, I know you and, and reading the book. So you, I don't know, for me, I kind of correlated the two, but that was a very wonderful uh, review of your books and very sound because that's, it's just, I don't know. It's, they just touch you deep somehow. And I really, really have enjoyed them. And the kids have been enjoying the Lost on Hope Island tremendously. So I'm really grateful that I got to have you on here. And we'll definitely have to do this again when yeah, we have a little more time. It'll be fun. Thank you for sharing yourself with my audience. And guys, you can find uh, Patricia's materials by going to treyerwilderness.com slash Patricia Harmon. 
And I will have all of her books listed in the show notes as well as her website so that you can go and check her out. And I highly recommend starting reading her books because you guys, if you love what I'm doing and you love our lifestyle, you're going to love her, diving into her books too. Very much so. So Patricia, thank you so very much. <laughs> all right, guys, you take care until the next one. God bless. <laughs>